Well, I'm glad you can still join us low-class people here. Oh, local! Shut up. Get out of here. <laughs> I did hear, I think it was in your second episode, like, Trey made a mention of the Titans thing. Uh-huh. And Fuck you're Batman. like, oh, I have to, you're like, I have to go on and talk about that somewhere. I think I, I just texted you and I was like, we'll get there. We'll Don't get, worry. Get... God. <laughs> hey, guys, guys, guys. Fuck Batman. Can we just, oh just like, s- different points of the pod tonight, just just subtly <laughs> put in, fuck Batman, just, like, into the conversation. Hello, super friends, and welcome to Nerds for Normal People, the podcast that brings nerd culture to a normal world. I am your master of the geekly arts, Daniel Dunstan. With me, I have some good friends and nerd experts to help guide us through Comic-Con. First up is David Hood. David, how are you? I'm doing just fine, thank you. Very good. Then we have Chris Tomlin. Hello, hello. And from the new podcast, Skywalking Through the League, we have Bill Sheehy. Hey guys, what's going on? Happy to be back. Thanks for having me, dude. Him and his squeaky voice. So <laughs> <sighs> Is this really how we're going to start this? We, really? We made, <laughs> we made, really? Okay, we great. made it about a minute before getting derailed. That might Fun. be a new record. Great. Awesome. Do you want me to go again? <laughs> nope. Okay. We're leaving it, all this keep in. It in. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Oh, awesome. Great. Noah would Noah would like to be here, but he is actually planning for a wedding, so a little busy. <laughs> that's selfish. Maybe, maybe that's really happen. selfish. <laughs> or so he says. Yeah, true. So yeah. he says. I was actually planning really, my wedding. It's gonna last. be a really long con if he has been. <laughs> If he has been faking planning a wedding, and now he's gonna have to fake being married for the rest of his life, <laughs> that's that's Seems a commitment. Legit. I'll give him that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> man, we are so terrible staying on track. See, this this is why we need those really long, like month breaks, <laughs> so that we can come back just at the top of our game. Oh, God. Awesome. Great. Uh. All right. Well, let's get started with the people who always win Comic-Con, Marvel. I'm actually kidding. Um, Oh, I thought you were serious. Well, they do usually always win (laughs) Comic-Con, but this year they did not show up. Uh Uh-huh. Which a lot of people read whatever into. Thanos snapped, and so everyone's gone now. (laughs) Um, so, and, and this is getting off track again, but have you guys seen that video of Josh Brolin, uh, at the grocery store? He's bought like in his hand or a pack of like extra large condoms and someone made fun of him and said, those are too big. And then he looked at him like with disdain and said, no, they're not. I don't know. That's (laughs) random. But anyway, again, let's go back on topic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of extra large condoms, (laughs) (laughs) D- DC, I think, has been uh, That's... getting a lot of the media attention from it. I've seen some people who said they thought they won. I would think if they won, they won by default. Yeah, they were the only ones Just there. because Marvel's yeah. not there and they had the most stuff. 
Not mm. necessarily the best stuff. <laughs> I feel like there wasn't a whole lot this year. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but it felt to me like the um, offerings were less than usual. Or maybe it was less. they were less big, big, gigantic. Yeah, it, it, it definitely had a like a, an air of like, well, Marvel's not here and it's just DC. Like, it doesn't have that usual kind of like grandiose kind of nature. Like, oh, who's going to win mm-hmm. Comic-Con? Um there's so, no yeah. Star Wars thing. I, like, I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and even with the Star Wars presence, it wasn't it wasn't a full on Star Wars presence. I had p- friends who were there, and it was one big thing. But other than that, like it was very, very, very low on news from Star Wars. So. And it was it was a big thing on their animated side. There mm-hmm. was nothing really yeah. presence from like a live action movie. No, no absolutely. And even like in there were, didn't seem to be like comic-con moments Mm -hmm. like sometimes like the famous one from years back was tom hiddleston coming out on stage as loki and having the comic-con crowd chant his name you had a few places that did like transformers panel tried to be like oh we have peter cullen in the audience asking a question as optimus prime unless he's actually optimus prime like he he's an actual transformer (laughs) that's not the same thing like it's and transformers Mm -hmm. is not dc or marvel anyway so it just it yeah yeah i think you guys are right other stuff at comic well they even had they have have the first female doctor who and that was like a real dud i mean like why Um, i thought that would have been a huge thing you know and it was just kind of like here's a lukewarm trailer or something there you go everybody well, you know, how far, it's, like, it's like a year away still isn't it or like no i think it's, no, um, it's coming it's up coming soon. in august oh I is believe. it really it's yeah in august. oh shit i did that's not, why it's so which is weird. why it was weird it was such a it fell so flat i like what i've seen from her so far but like it, it just mm-hmm. yeah i think you guys they've, are right i think the main thing is they've not shown we'll get back to dc in a moment well i want to talk doctor who now Mm-hmm. <laughs> this probably speaks volumes of DC showing at Comic-Con. <laughs> uh, I, I want to like... Uh, doc, like, I love Doctor Who. I want to enjoy... Like, I want to like that Doctor. Mm-hmm. And I think the main thing is... Is there really... At most, there's been, what, like a 50-second trailer or something? Yeah. Yeah, that honestly wasn't super and, great. And we yeah. kn- fifty seconds of that, and we have a new sonic screwdriver. So I mean, I, and honestly, we got more mm-hmm. of like her companions than we got of footage of her. We've so, seen yeah. a lot of her companions. Yeah. We don't really get to know her that yeah. much. And I think one problem is they're kind of operating in the realm of, well, this is like a lot of the Doctor Who season trailers focus on like the companions because they're new and there's all this stuff and i think like part of me wants to be like look you all realize you're doing a rather big thing with this franchise that a lot of people are going to be watching closely mm-hmm. and you kind of need to wow people early on oh yeah yeah it's integral with a new showrunner and an, and a female doctor you have to sell the shit out of this thing. I mean, like you have to have people on board mm-hmm. or you're in big trouble. Yeah. Because I mean, like if people don't buy into this, Daniel, you and I had this talk in the, in a hotel one night on the, tr- on the road tour. Nice. But if you don't, those magic hours we spent, <laughs> but, it, but if, if this, if this falls flat, it could, it would be 
terrible for that. I mean, they're going to hemorrhage viewers, you know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it has to be right. And if it's not, they're, they've made well, a huge mistake. And I think they're going to give that kind of like Matt Smith, David Tennant kind of younger doctor with her. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, those were the successful and, doctors, yeah. if you actually think about it. Yeah. I it, mean, I personally kind of fell off at Peter Capaldi. I did, too, because I, I, did. I, I yeah. got really, but, really it, into... He got me back by the yeah. end. It, but, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't that I hated him. It was just like, I I just didn't like him like I did the other three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you can ask... Uh, Daniel, I was actually a pretty big Christopher Eccleston fan. He was. Fantastic. Is he still your? Is he still your favorite? Uh, I think I'm leaning more David Tennant now. Yeah, you are. I'm a Matt Smith guy. Tennant forever. Tennant forever. <laughs> it, it was always Eccleston and Tennant right there, and I think mm-hmm. I just think after a while, I'm just like, you know what? Tennant was the better doctor. I, Capaldi won me back towards the end. I think when they let him actually be a little goofy and he didn't have to be the grumpy old man all the time, Mm -hmm. it really worked. Yeah. Like when he was doing guitar solos and stuff and you're just like, okay. And the sonic sunglasses. In a weird way, this works. Sonic sunglasses. The sonic sunglasses, yeah. (laughs) I think that with Matt Smith, I I love Tennant. I thought, I think in a lot of ways, the Matt Smith episodes were probably written better, Mm -hmm. but... I think that Tennant was the better doctor. Yeah, I, I agree. Was it uh, the was it Matt Smith when Moffat like took full control of it? Yes, uh, yes. That yeah. was when Moffat took full control. Which this will be the first season I think since it returned that we won't have a Moffat episode. Well, I think uh, who I think when Eccleston started, he like was just writing. I don't think he was the showrunner. Well, I, yeah, yeah. So, he he, he was, was just writing, but yeah. he was there. Yeah. He he had episodes every once in a while. Like he was, he had a pretty good amount of David Tennant episodes. Mm-hmm. I think he had one Moffat episode or one Eccleston episode. Uh, he had a two parter. The he had a two parter, which was arguably the best of the Eccleston run. Uh, the Empty Child and oh, the Doctor. Oh god, that, that was so creepy! Yeah. I love that. Like, you can usually find in the early Doctor Who seasons which ones were the Moffat episodes by going, "What was the best one from that season again?" Yeah. I like the one there on the church with those things trying to get inside. I forget. Um, that was Eccleston. That was like the fifth episode. Oh, Father's of the Day. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that has a really like it has a really surprisingly simple premise, and they just let the characters bounce off each other, yeah. and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who did not wow me with their showing, and like that's a thing I can usually count on. Yeah. Well, you know, and we'll we'll see. We're. I thought we were we'll a little further away, but if it's in October, we've got there'll be another trailer soon, and I'm sure it'll have a lot, lot more that we can actually chew on. But I kind of agree with you guys from, but from what I've seen from like Comic Con, like Jodie Whittaker actually being there and like interacting mm-hmm. with fans uh, went very, very, very well, and people that like were there just say that she was just. Um, awesome to the fans and she was in character and they all loved her so while the like her the the presence and the what they showed as a whole may not have been that impressive i think that she probably won a couple fans over uh just by the interaction she did with them Mm-hmm. yeah all i'm seeing is sometime in fall mm-hmm. yeah autumn 2018 that's what i loved about dc <laughs> okay, no, they have a lot that we're going to talk about. There you so go. We'll, Speaking we'll of get... transitions. <laughs> <laughs> and another wonderful transition. 
I just need like a rap air horn there to transition us. <laughs> so DC had a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the most of any sort of company there. And even you could expand that outwards into other Warner Brothers things. But even just focusing on DC, they had Aquaman, Shazam, more about DC Universe, Titans, Young Justice Outsiders. They had information about other stuff coming out. But I think we'll start sort of from the beginning and work our way through. So, Aquaman. Weirdly... Not the probably the mo- pers- the movie a lot of people didn't expect to be getting mm-hmm. immediately after Justice League, but it might not be a terrible idea. Yeah, I think my my favorite parts from uh, from Justice League. I I liked it, but like it's I obviously like can I see the what's wrong mm-hmm. with that film, and it's there's a lot wrong. But mm-hmm. I really really liked Aquaman a lot, and I think that what um oh, what's his name. What's the guy who plays... Jason Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa. I think he's a uh, great Aquaman, and I think that what we're what I saw in this trailer kind of accents what I like about him. But beyond that, like, I, I was kind of... I don't want to say disappointed, because I did like the trailer, but, like, I th- from what w- we were hearing beforehand, it was like, this was going to be this awesome, epic, it's going to be completely new, what we've never seen before, which we, we did see parts of that. It's just... I didn't see enough that was like... Mm, is this is this gonna be better than what we've gotten before? It definitely looks more fun than Batman v Superman, but like, so is a colonoscopy. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I I don't know, man. It felt a lot like um, you're gonna say Black Panther, aren't you? No, <laughs> I am not going somebody, to say like, that. They, I've seen a video on on Twitter where they've like broken down parts of like the first Black Panther trailer with parts of this like uh, of the Aquaman trailer where they go into Atlantis and it's like scarily dead on. <laughs> like from- I could see it on the visual landscape because mm-hmm. they're flying through Atlantis and all that stuff. Uh, it Black Panther even in the trailers looked better on a storytelling aspect. Yeah, yeah. and like my thoughts with. Aquaman and Justice League were Jason Momoa was fine. My man. But, yeah, like, he just seemed to say generic, cliche, <laughs> action movie stuff periodically. And, like, the fact everyone loved him in the movie, I was like, I don't see it. Mm-hmm. However, Aquaman has some good comics behind his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jeff Johns run of Aquaman is incredibly good. Lasted for several years. And judging by the trailer, they are going to do all of that in one movie. I mean, That's that, a lot to put in a movie. That always goes well. When you put multiple stories from years and years of comics, that always goes mm-hmm. very well. The only thing that seems missing is... The, there was like this re- revelation in there that Aquaman was part of like another superhero team early mm-hmm. on called like the Invaders or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly. But that seems to be the only thing missing. Yeah. <laughs> but they they are taking like it looks like a bit of the Throne of Atlantis storyline, a lot of the Trench storyline, even some of the side stories with like the desert there that they're in 
and just seemingly stitching it all together into hopefully one cohesive narrative? The talent is there. You have, I mean, Nicole Kidman, Django Fett, uh, Patrick Django Wilson. Fett. <laughs> I, I can't remember his, his, his full name. It's uh, Tamara Morrison. Yeah, I can. Um, uh, but Patrick Wilson and uh, Amber Heard. I think that the talent's there, and I think that James Wan is is the right director to do it. I just, I, I don't. Something felt like he was missing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't put my finger on what it is, but it, it's. I think part of it is, and I I can even talk a bit more about this even once we get into the next big movie trailer they had. Part of it is it felt so much like your standard DC trailer mm-hmm. that I think, I don't know, it just seemed to lose something. Yeah. Well, uh, well to me, it, it yeah, for the most part, it seemed like a standard DC trailer, but it, for some of it, it seemed a little bit more like they're trying to throw a little bit more jokes into it. Yes, but like Justice League tried that. And mm. you ha- just, because it looks like the story is your standard story and then they just kind of throw jokes in that and you're just like it doesn't necessarily work if they're just randomly happening Mm -hmm. and i mean who knows it might look more cohesive i wouldn't be surprised if maybe whatever trailer house cut the trailer did it in just standard dc style and the movie actually has a lot more color and life Mm -hmm. to it than what we've seen that wouldn't surprise me because that's I can't, I kind of feel that that's kind of what they're going for already. Mm-hmm. So. And it's... And I'll use that to uh, work our way right into Shazam. Because Shazam, I liked, but I didn't like as much as I think I should have. Mm-hmm. Strictly because a lot of it feels like we did a... Like we cut together a... DC trailer. Yeah. I honestly, I loved the Shazam trailer way more than I liked the Aquaman trailer. Oh, absolutely. Just because, oh, definitely. Because, I enjoyed it more than Aquaman. Because it, it feels like what we've been, in the same way the Guardians of the Galaxy were like this different thing for for Marvel that we've never seen before. I think Shazam could be that too. And it, on top of that, it was Guardians is a lot of fun and this looks like a shit ton of fun because my, my mm-hmm. probably my favorite line like to come out of Comic Con to come out of any trailer in the past couple of years is "Sup, I'm a superhero." And just like yeah, I just I dying laughing the first time I saw that, and even like now where I watch I, I just watched it before we went on. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of it it nails that like well why is why is Zachary Levi like why is he doing these. Like, why is he flossing or why is he do- acting like a kid? Well, because he's a kid and like mm-hmm. he's do- doing a great job of that. And I-, I love movies that are just f- that look fun like that. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. I think the line that got me more was when he got shot and they're like, oh, my God, you're bulletproof. I'm bulletproof. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and Zachary Levi's having a super fun time yeah. with that character and playing him exactly right. I think my biggest problem is, especially for the first half of that, and I watched it again today, Mm -hmm. and maybe you all can correct me on this, but it sounded like they had changed the music from when I first watched it. 
Um, do you for the second half? I think. Well, I mean, they change it to uh, "Humble" by. Uh, I think it was it. Yeah. Yeah. By Kendrick. But I feel so. like when I first watched the trailer, that wasn't there. No, it was there because like that. Like, okay. I'm a I'm a big Kendrick Lamar guy, so like that was like, oh, that's cool. That's that that's a really okay. cool way to enter into the trailer. But yeah, um, yeah, I I thought that it, it's gonna be a little weird, um, seeing some of like the who is who's the uh, the wizard or whatever it's definitely kind of mm-hmm. more out there than what we've gotten before and then i really like the uh who's his his foster brother or whatever the, yeah uh, the, um i forget yeah. the kid's name i mean disabled foster kid who you've got it all right um <laughs> mm-hmm. i just feel like it, it, there's just so much uh to like about the trailer and i i, I don't know it just it, it hit all the right spots where aquaman just didn't it it has a much more I think naturally likable protagonist because mm-hmm. like Aquaman, if you found him fun in Justice League, you'll probably follow him through to that movie. This was introducing both like it's introducing magic and all kinds of fun stuff into the DC movie universe. And I was telling uh, Chris earlier actually when I watched it. All I could think is, and I am saying this with absolutely no hyperbole, Shazam might be the most important movie for DC to make right now. And yeah. to make correctly. I can I can see that. Uh, because I, Aquaman I, I, seems to have the Justice League tone and seems to be a mixture of like, here's action sequences and one-liners and... What they need to do is they need to establish, in the same way Guardians did for Marvel, they need to establish that they can have a movie universe where not every movie feels the same. Yeah. Um, And this is their biggest (sighs) shot at that. I think in terms of just, like, the newly, like, the renamed Worlds of DC or whatever they've decided to name the, the movie universe... Mm-hmm. I think that Aquaman's probably just a little bit more important. Well, I agree with your points on Shazam. I just feel like if they can get Aquaman right and they can they can do more than than just one really really good movie, I think that's important. But if you can build on that and then make another good movie with Shazam, I think that that just instills a lot of confidence in an well, audience that's pretty much lost it, all well, confidence in them making a good movie. Here, here's where the difference I see between Shazam and Aquaman is with Aquaman, he's coming off the Justice League, so he's like trying to fix anything Justice League has done. With Shazam, like if Shazam does well, they can just kind of slowly push Justice League to the side and start something new with Shazam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's my main thought process behind that statement: is if you look, most every film DC has made. Um, since they've created World of DC or whatever, is kind of the tone of the Dark Knight, basically. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, Man of Steel was like that. Batman vs. Superman was somehow even darker. Martha! Both, both in content and also in... Martha! Uh, <laughs> Cinematography. Martha! Why are you saying that? Why are you saying that name? <laughs> and even Wonder Woman, 
while the beginning of that is colorful and full of life, as soon as she gets out of Themyscira, it kind of falls into that same aesthetic and even a lot of the same tone problems. Mm -hmm. And Justice League was fighting that and didn't have a balance. What they need is something to break that trend because right now there are two examples looking at any modern dc movie since probably the 2000s there they have two examples of times they've tried to do a movie that's sort of more fun and light-hearted and one is superman returns which because it spent so long in development was a giant financial flop and the other was green lantern (laughs) and so they don't have an example of look we can do light and fun superhero romps and they will turn out fine so instead they just doubled down and said everyone loved the dark knight we'll keep doing that mm-hmm. yeah and so in my mind when i say shazam's the most important it's because it's, it's the tonally, most likely tonally. Yeah, yeah tonally it's because gotcha. it's the most likely to buck that trend yeah i think there's some merit to what you're saying it, mm-hmm. it's just I think that what they, DC originally tried to do is like, okay, Marvel's like this bright and colorful universe, so we're going to be a little darker, a little bit more grittier. And then, like, once not everybody loved Man of Steel, and then everybody pretty much hated Batman v Superman, I think they kind of panicked and were like, okay, let's go to Wonder Woman, where it's a little bit more colorful. And then they did Justice League, which was like on like the, to the extreme and like tried to be two tried to be something just two different movies any final th- thoughts on aquaman or shazam before we move on to dc's streaming news um i'm just gonna say i i'm i really shouldn't do this but i'm getting my hopes up for shazam yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm very very excited for shazam i'll i'm still gonna go see aquaman i just i don't I, know something I think feels aquaman a little off can, to me I think Aquaman can help, but I think Shazam is definitely what the universe needs. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting my hopes up for Shazam. I will let myself be pleasantly surprised, but I'm finished getting my hopes up for DC properties. If I see it and I'm happy, then I'll consider that a win. But I'm not going to sit okay. around being excited and waiting on it, I don't think. That makes sense. All right, so DC also had a whole bunch of news for their streaming service, DC Universe. It's going to start with an $8 a month charge. Hard um, pass. Hard pass. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm a hard pass, too. It, you, okay, <laughs> there are a lot of ways that you could have done a new, a fresh and exciting take on the Teen Titans, something okay, that... But- We'll get there, Bill. Okay. Well, I <laughs> well, mm, believe me. Mm, don't don't worry, mm, Martha. Okay. So before we get to that, uh, they are producing. It is an interesting streaming service. It is supposedly their entire collection of movies and TV shows, uh, including HD remasters of the original Wonder Woman TV show as well as Batman the Animated Series. It Are also people clamoring feature... for, a Wonder Woman, for the Wonder Woman reruns? Is that a thing? Is there a group out there doing that? I'm sure there are some people. Maybe. I, I'm not one of them, but... It just seems like a I weird was... selling point. 
Yeah. yeah it i mean i'm more excited for batman the animated series but that's because i loved that as a kid mm-hmm. and kevin Same. conroy is forever the voice of batman for me but are you is it really worth eight dollars a month just so that you can watch the batman the animated series whenever you want i mean what like- i'm more fascinated with is they will be rotating out comics as well mm-hmm. specialized digital comics uh things from their collection which could be interesting. Now, some it, people are thinking that that rotation of like rotating content in and out might also even apply to some of their like TV shows and movies, which would be Now, are they going to the put the kind of the way. Arrowverse in here? I mean, is are they going to put I don't know. If if they're going to like rotate out movies and TV shows, then that is definitely not worth $8 a month. No. Yeah, I don't think they have enough content like, they have enough content comics-wise to rotate out stuff. I'm not sure they have enough com- content in good DC movies and TV to constantly rotate that. They, um, they, they really don't. They, it, it, I feel like this is just a response to Disney's streaming service. And like, oh, if they can do it with their stuff, we can do it with our stuff. Which Disney hasn't announced next to nothing about it except for a few things that are... Like this will be on the streaming service that you still we still don't have a don't name know anything for. about. Yeah, but but here's the thing about the Disney service is like they 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 got the deal with Fox right that nothing came Comcast didn't swipe in right no, Comcast they, they, they tried they but Disney today. has raised per- their offer Comcast no, did I, not counter and yeah, apparently the government has already given them clearance to like go ahead and plan so, yeah. so that's and happening I, so, yeah, I think now, the now shareholders that... or whatever like approved like on both yep. fox and disney approved like they're like okay we can this can go down i think it was today not 100 percent or when's whenever this comes out it was a couple days uh it was yeah it was so yeah. it was recent but yeah. like i was saying with that especially with that person now they have all fox movies they have all like disney movies they have the like all the disney anime movies they have pixar movies they have marvel movies they have star wars movies they have content. And you're also <laughs> forgetting uh, Disney shows. Think yeah. of all the animated um, Disney shows. I am going to binge watch Kim Possible. That is worth... <laughs> that alone is Gravity worth Falls. $8. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Um, what are some other Disney shows? Um, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Let's see. That's not that's Just, that's not no, I'm keep, it, keep it going. Justice League. Um, <laughs> oh, Codename oh. Kids Next Door. The Flintstones. I can go on. Kids Next Door was great. South Park. Park. Kids Next Door was great. The whole DC, South Park. The whole DC thing to me, re, I, when, I, when I worked in advertising, we had a certain fast, casual Italian chain as a client who fancied themselves as important as a sit-down Italian restaurant. And we had to keep telling them, you are not that. And they kept saying, yes, we are. <laughs> We'd be like, no, you're not. And this mm-hmm. is kind of is, like Is it DC. Olive Garden? It's Olive Garden, isn't it? It was not Olive Garden. But uh, it's... Tomlin will not reveal. I will not reveal, but... <laughs> Who's uh, your source? But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, th- that's how this feels. It feels like they... I feel like they are, like, weird... It's like I just... They had the weirdest self-awareness problem ever. Like, I just feel like DC looks in the mirror and goes, you look good every morning, and they do not, you know? And no one's saying that. DC cut itself shaving, and, uh-huh. like, it just won't believe it. They're yeah. getting zero matches on Tinder. Yeah. yeah. 
They've got let's they've got maybe four good movies over the past thirty years. <laughs> they're yeah. kind of they're just I mean, like yeah. yeah this this and this looks good. The thing the thing I love is when they did the first announcement trailer for DC Universe. They were like talking about all their great movies and like some of the clips they use are from like what was it Superman oh, Four the Quest Superman for Peace. Four has a lot <laughs> in there. There's even a little from <laughs> Superman Three. Uh, there was like Batman and Robin and Classic. Batman Classic. Uh, Forever, but it, and you're just sitting there and you're like, oh, this is. You don't honestly think this is good, right? It'd be I, like if Marvel launched yeah. one and the movie clips they showed were from like Howard the Duck, either of the first two Thor movies, and that unreleased Roger Corman Fantastic Four. I don't understand that for teenagers, like saying. Hey everybody! You can watch the old uh, Linda Carter Wonder Woman's on this for a teenager. Score. That would be like them saying to us, "You can watch old 1950s Lone Ranger, uh, you know, black and white <laughs> Sweet. movies." Yeah, you know I mean, like they have no frame of They're not interested in that. I mean, it just, I just mm-hmm. feel like they don't know what they're doing, and I can't shake that. I I could I can definitely agree with that. I will say, Young Justice Outsiders looks mm-hmm. good, but. Partly, part of that is because the first two seasons of Young Justice were quite good, and I'm really happy to be getting more of it. Yeah, that's probably the only good like TV show we're gonna get on on the. Uh, I the, I the, want the to service, hold though. I want to hold out hope for at least Doom Patrol, because that's can't if they do it right. Is that like the be... adult version of Paw Patrol? Because if it is, then I'm that I'm all in. <laughs> it's it, sadly it's not. Doom okay. Patrol, if they do it right, is an excuse to go through the weirder, more fun parts of the DC universe and incorporate characters like Danny the Street, who is just a living street that will appear. Places. What? That doesn't I sound am like on a real board thing. for Danny. He's the just street. a street. <laughs> Danny the Street. Danny the Street. Good God. He is a wonderful character. Who just okay. basically will show up sometimes? Then they'll like you'll turn a corner in like this forest, and suddenly there's like a street in a town or so, a city. I'm that so, is worth worth eight bucks a month. I am so confused. Like, is it just like one specific street, or is he like a human being that like he can go to the woods and then oh, like his superpower no, is turning into a street? He, I think at one point he was human. Uh huh. Because I know the character is gay. Um, a gay street. However, I think now he's always a street, and he just kind of <laughs> okay, yeah. Street. He's so, like he'll, awesome. he'll get himself he'll get himself all decorated for pride. You can you can find him. He's always the street on the gay pride parade. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'll count me all in on da- on Danny the gay street. Danny the gay street. I am. That is my favorite superhero. <laughs> if they let Doom Patrol, you like. Do weird fun stuff like Danny the Street, like and be like, "Hey, look, we found this magical thing, this magical street that communicates via like stuff written in street signs and on <laughs> buildings." Or he could just turn back into a human and tell everybody. No, I, I don't think he can turn that back seems anymore. Very I complicated. Think he is stuck. He's I'm stuck him as, up right as, now. As a big gay street. <laughs> uh, He's frequently used. Especially as a way to help people escape, because they can like run there, be like, "Oh, look!" and they'll run into a building, and then he'll like just kind of t- 
teleport or whatever, and they'll be somewhere else out of danger. The teleporting gay street. <laughs> Danny the street is a wonderful character. I love it. <laughs> and if DC's smart, they will make that a big part of uh, Listen, Doom give me... The next Justice League should just be Danny the Street. Nobody else. <laughs> yeah. That's exact. Give the give wait, the people wait, Bill, what they ha- want. Wait, Bill, how do you know Danny the Gay Street has not been in every Justice in, in every DC Ooh. movie? Oh, oh shit! You're absolutely right. You have oh, no idea. God. Maybe one of those terribly boring bathrooms that Superman and Batman punched their way through was in a building on Tanny the Street. Oh my god. What what has happened? That that's how Batman never killed anyone is Danny the Street teleported him away. God damn. But, however, I don't think that DC's going to do that because that would require DC have a bit of fun and levity with their creations which brings us to titans fuck titans fuck <laughs> titans fuck titans hey, no 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 fuck batman no, okay. okay the titans trailer if there was a universal loser at comic-con it was titans. it was the titans trailer it was titans it's okay if you've ever gone to Hot Topic and there was like just some twelve-year-old just hanging out, that this was his version of Teen Titans. He, what, what are you thinking? Like, I, I just, for I, I don't know about uh, da- uh, Daniel or David about uh, if mm-hmm. if you guys grew up watching Teen Titans. Oh hell yes! Oh, I that did. that was the amazing. original run of Teen Titans on Cartoon Network. It was, it, I think, it was- like it that it. it, it struck that perfect balance of like where it could have like not necessarily a dark and gritty tone but like kind of a more adult tone and then it mixes it in with like kind of silly kind of fun stuff mm-hmm. which is like all Teen Titans Go is now mm-hmm. but which one one thing I'd actually forgotten about that original show that my sister pointed out to me was they even had a system to tell you if it was a dark episode mm-hmm. which was If it was a darker episode, or like an episode where there might be some more serious stuff happening, the theme song was in English. Mm -hmm. For a lot of the lighter episodes, the theme song was in Japanese. Oh, that's cool. I I didn't even notice that. I didn't even notice that. That's really, really cool. But, you know, just on the execution of, of everything in the trailer, I mean... Robin is supposed to be like this boy wonder, and he looks 36 years old, and is has a wife and kids and mortgage but and he kills a bunch of people (laughs) there's no way though like i know you can look at batman versus superman and uh oh there is someone who did uh how many youtube channel called folding ideas where he actually did a body count for batman in batman versus superman it's it's a lot but like even some of those are left like sort of vague where you're like, well, maybe they got out of the exploding car in time. But like mm-hmm. Robin just shoots some people. Like you see full on like him just like crushing somebody's face. Like it, it, it there is a good way to like to show this off and to like show that you're doing a, a darker tone. Fuck Batman is wrong thing to do see, see it, my whole thing is like the only robin that i can accept killing people would be damian wayne 
Or, or, but that, uh, but Jason that, it, Todd. Jason yeah, or Jason Todd. Todd, yeah. Jason Todd killed people after he was Robin and became Red Hood. Mm-hmm. Yes. True. So as True. Robin, no, he can't kill people. Only Damian Wayne could probably get away with it. And has. He's killed and, before. Oh, oh, I, yeah, he's killed a lot. But um, but they made it a fact that, no, it's Dick Grayson. And like, yeah. no, he's actually like the nice one. <laughs> they They very clearly established it's Dick Grayson. And apparently they released like episode titles. And one of them is Doom Patrol, which makes me sad it's spinning uh, out from this. Wait, but, Danny the Street, it confirmed for Titans. Never mind, $8. Uh, <laughs> definitely worth it now. Look, if, definitely if he worth shows it now. up in Titans, one, I don't want to know what the dark and gritty Danny the Street looks like. Fuck this street. <laughs> the dark and gritty one is he gets run over by a steamroller. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> which honestly really doesn't do much to him, but it's kind of like an inconvenience. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop it! Ah, but apparently one of the other titles, uh, episode titles, was Red Hood, and all I can think is like if you wanted to do a really dark and gritty take on some of these heroes, do Red Hood and the Outlaws. Mm-hmm. That was a comic book series they launched as part of the New Fifty Two, and it was Red Hood, Red Arrow. Or no, he went by Arsenal instead of Red Arrow in that one. Red Hood, Arsenal, and then Starfire. And basically what they were is they were all incredibly damaged people who had done tons of bad things and sort of, they were an unconventional super team to help people. I don't know, man. I just, it just feels like everything's wrong with this. There's, I, there, I, I can't find a single redeeming quality about the trailer at all. Like I I I like mm-hmm. that they're trying to do something different with with Star uh, what is it Starfire, uh, mm-hmm. where they've got a black actress which hundred percent that do a different take on the character that's awesome, but like other than that Raven oh, just seems the Raven just seems off I like the, her comic book uh, kind of origin a little bit better but it, like it's doing something a little bit different, um, and I'm just not kind of down for it I'm I'm sorry to be such a downer on this but there's just I hated this dc strikes me as the kind of company that would spend millions of dollars bringing in some sort of hipster san francisco based boutique that tells you what young people like like that's yeah. like yes that, that really does feel like the kind like what they've done here because this looks like what a bunch of late 20s early 30s people think that teenagers want to see yeah yeah See, to me, this felt more like this is if you asked like a 12-year-old what they thought was edgy and cool, they'd be like, well, it's Robin, and he goes, and he like beats people up, and he kills people, and he says, fuck Batman, and he's got and like he's a, awesome. A, 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 he's got a, a ninja star, but it's in the shape of an R. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Daniel, I mean, you... you, you your fallacy began at your first line. If you ask young people what's cool, and they said it's Robin, no one would say that. I mean, like, that's gonna that's be... That's a fair point. <laughs> it's like Batman, but he's a kid, but not Gotham, because that was awful. Yeah. <laughs> and he wears tights, but not Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> However, I know, Chris, you recently saw... Uh, the Teen Titans go to the movies 
Now, how dark and gritty was that in the DC universe? <laughs> Not at all. And here's the thing. So I went to see it. I have young kids, and uh, we went to see it. And I knew it was out just because I, I know what movies are out. It has not been hyped. I mean, like, I watch a lot of kids programming, trust me, and they have not been advertising this. I mean, it's just not been on, and, we, and they're watching Nickelodeon Disney Channel all the time. So we went because they, you know, I, I knew my son likes Teen Titans, and I, I, I didn't know if he even knew there was a movie out. He did not. Uh, and we went, and he was excited, and it is hilarious. It's very, very funny. Um, oh, that makes me happy. Yeah, and there's very great nice. jokes in it. Um, Stan Lee does a joke about his cameos. Um, <laughs> the opening actually begins with a flipping comic book, just like the Marvel movies open with, and then it turns out to be something else. Um, there's uh, Nicolas Cage, voices Superman. Which is that, a great Easter yeah. egg. Um, Slade, who is the villain, they keep referring to as Deadpool, and he keeps, you know, because he <laughs> because he looks like Deadpool. He's, he's Deathstroke. Yeah, it's just it's very very funny. There's a lot of really great surprises in it, a lot of great Easter eggs. But now I read an article today that said, um, and I thought this is really interesting. I didn't. I don't think I shared this with you at work today, Daniel. But uh, it was an article mm -hmm. that basically said this is a very clever, very meta movie. But DC has not earned the right to have fun with themselves yet, which I thought was really kind of interesting. Like they were talking about how Deadpool is able to skewer itself, but their point was that the that DC is legitimately terrible, so it can't really spoof <laughs> itself yet. By like they, like when they make fun of Batman versus Superman, which they do in the movie and Teen Titans mm -hmm. Go. Um, it's not as funny because Batman versus Superman really was a terrible movie. Like it was, <laughs> like it was, you know, so I kind of get that. That's nitpicky, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think also part of that is DC's shown sort of like we were talking about earlier, no real signs of like definite improvement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, like, it, you could be like, oh, well, they're making fun of how dark, like, the DC universe is, because that's a funny joke, and then Titans trailer comes out, and you're like, but is yeah. it a joke? It's so just, are, you say, are, you, are you saying that DC doesn't deserve a good movie, because I'm, uh, I'm definitely okay with that. <laughs> I'm saying it doesn't deserve a movie that can make, make fun, fun of, of itself. itself. Yeah, yeah, okay, I got you. It, it I, just, I want I, them to have a good movie. <laughs> But this seemed like such a missed opportunity. I mean, it just, it's mm -hmm. like they're, they're pouring all their eggs into these super not cool, cool shows. Um, they're, they're, they're misfiring on all these movies. And then they have something that was probably, you know, didn't cost a lot to make. It's very cleverly written, loaded with celebrity voices. That is funny. And it's something that kids can, I mean, it's something they can market to kids, which is another one of their major problems right now. And they just mm -hmm. let it pass. And I just, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. It's uh, it's worth watching. Okay. Very nice. Uh, any other final thoughts on DC before we move on to Shocker? Some other things happened at Comic-Con. What? <laughs> any other final thoughts? Um, DC, get fuck your Titans. together. Fuck Batman. Yeah, fuck Titans. Fuck Batman. <laughs> fuck Titans. Fuck Batman. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Well, we'll... We'll go from fuck Batman to fuck yeah, Godzilla. <laughs> uh, 
Godzilla King of Monsters trailer was just beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I love it so much. I have a deep... I have been watching Godzilla movies forever. Probably, probably since I was born. And this just made me happy. So, can, this might be uh, maybe in the minority here. I didn't like it. Like, it... <gasps> Mild like, shock. <gasps> like, I'm, I'm not I'm not a Godzilla guy. The last Godzilla movie I saw was the 1998 uh, Matthew Broderick, oh, yeah. uh, Roland Emmerich yeah. one. No one will stop you for stopping there. <laughs> I know. I was just like, this, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's See, just, it just burned me. But, um, yeah, it... I, it Listen, I don't think it's going to be a bad movie. It just it didn't really impress me cuz like I I'm I I I liked the trailers that came out for the Gareth Edwards one that came out in 2014. I just never got around to seeing it. Um so It's all right. I I I don't know. Like I liked Kong Skull Island a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a, so I'm assuming that like it's going to it's pro- it's it's just a trailer. Like and I know it's just a trailer. But like mm-hmm. it just, I don't know what it was. It, it just, it didn't have the same effect that I guess that it had for you guys because I, I didn't really grow up with these. There's, so a, I, there's an end credit sequence at the end of uh, Kong Skull Island that mm-hmm. would have inferred that this movie would have been Godzilla versus King Kong, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, that's coming in. Not quite. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong is supposedly expected to hit the editors around in 2020. The end credit scene at the end of Kong Skull Island, they mention uh, that there were other there are other monsters, and they specifically show the three monsters besides Godzilla that are shown in this trailer. Uh, in like they're in like ancient drawings on like cave walls and stuff, but it's uh, Rodan, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, and they have these artistic representations of them. It's going to be interesting how they're going to throw these four kaijus into one movie. And, like, I'm I'm kind of wondering is, how is, like, Godzilla going to work with Mothra? It's my big question. Well, Mothra has always usually been a supporting role in Godzilla movies. Here's the thing. Mothra has been more of defending the Earth and has fought against Godzilla, though. Well, yes. What what angle are they going to take on it? And, um... Well... I think you're going to get a Megazord kind of thing with, like, Godzilla, like, uses him as, like, a jetpack. <laughs> I, 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 I think mean, that's, I think that's that happening. Might, that I, might be more a, of a Rodan thing. That's a hot scoop. Okay. That's a hot scoop for you. Like, didn't like, didn't it bother any of you guys, though, that, 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 that it looked like they kind of give you the entire plot of the movie in that trailer? They do, probably. Or does it not? I mean, like, I, I, I know I will see it for the visual as well. But from a narrative standpoint, I feel like, like I, you know, we talked about this, Daniel. I feel like I kind of got the whole story. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the story is it's this. You're. It looks like you're focused on Millie Bobby Brown's character, uh, and her parents. One, I guess, works for the army or something, studying Godzilla. The other is like a scientist who wants to release the Titans. So that they can cleanse the earth of humans. Wait, it's- which titans? Just Fuck to Batman. be clear, 
fuck Batman. They release uh, emo Robin. Yeah, he just yeah. walks around going, fuck Batman. She's, fuck Batman. She's going to release the Titans from the DC universe and they're really dumb music choice for their trailer See, that's going to destroy no, the Earth. They release the Titans and Godzilla eats them. It's over. Dope. I'd be okay with that. But it, it's like they're going to release... God, well, Godzilla's already out there, but like Rodan, Mothra, and Ghidorah. Like, I feel like Godzilla and King Ghidorah would be a movie on its own. Like, I want, I'm kind of curious how Mothra and Rodan. I'm gonna assume Mothra by the time King Ghidorah comes around is helping Godzilla at that point. And I will assume so will Rodan because frequently in those old movies, the minute Ghidorah shows up, everyone kind of teams up against him, mm-hmm. yeah. and like. I think there were Godzilla movies where it's like Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus Rodan, but like they weren't. They tended to just be on the same side. Mm-hmm. Once again, here's Megazord. A, here's a question: Megazord, all three of them. There might there might be a Mecha Godzilla. Who knows? I was gonna say, you know, they pretty freely showed us all of the monsters in that trailer. So are they holding one back? Because the director actually said at the Comic Con panel. That there are other monsters. Okay. I, I think he said that they, they still have some surprises up their sleeve. Uh, he said that they focused the movie on what they call the crown jewels of the Toho movies, which are probably those four. Um, Gamera. But they said there are other surprises. Gamera is not Toho. But that would be a real big surprise. <laughs> they have a version that's like a giant turtle that Godzilla beat up at one point, but. Gamera would be hilarious, but who knows? Maybe Jet Jaguar shows up for for all you Godzilla versus Megalon fans. Or maybe Godzilla's losing the fight versus King Ghidorah, so they bring out Mecha Godzilla. They could have Mecha Godzilla, Giant Robert Smith, or nineteen ninety eight Godzilla. <laughs> That'd be anybody. fun. <laughs> <laughs> or 1998 Godzilla. That'd be fun. Bill, you should look up a scene from Godzilla Final Wars in which they bring what they called Zilla. Oh yeah, and that's the Godzilla. that's the 98 version and they just fucking destroy him. Yeah. Like the fight lasts all of 20 seconds. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're because they hated that Godzilla. Hey, so that's much. my Godzilla. I I nothing but respect for my Godzilla. <laughs> 98 movie can go to hell <laughs> but I personally loved Godzilla I thought it looked I think they heard the feedback from the first from the uh, Gareth Edwards Godzilla movie and they said okay people aren't as interested in the human story they're more interested in the monsters fighting each other yeah yeah that's I mean that's what you, and, you it's Godzilla. We're not coming to see Aaron Taylor Johnson and who was it? Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Give me Godzilla. Don't. What are you doing? Like most people, I think we're just like, well, at least it's like it, watching the trailers. Most people are like, oh well, at least it's Cranston. That'll be good. And then, spoiler alert: he doesn't last very long. Jeez. But oh well. He, well, he, he just gets on the roof and goes, "No, Godzilla, I'm the one who knocks dead." <laughs> basically basically well we'll move on for you bill <gasps> yay 
Away from a thing I loved to a thing you love. Venom! <laughs> that that did not uh, go where I thought it was going. Cool. No. Awesome. Great. By Venom. Star Wars. <laughs> Venom. We'll get to a Venom if we have time. Alright, fair enough. Uh, so Star Wars had a interesting showing. They didn't have anything, obviously, from episode 9, because it only started filming today, today yep. as of recording. Yep, absolutely. Um, but we, we did get one really, really cool thing, which I, I, I think that as when I was a, a kid, the, the, the prequels were my Star Wars. So, like, getting a continuation of the Clone Wars, seeing, um, mm-hmm. seeing that into a, multiple TV shows, uh, was giving me more content after the prequels were done and I thought we were never going to get any Star Wars movies. And so once Disney got, uh, bought Star Wars in 2012, like they kind of just ended it and didn't really, they gave, gave us some lost, quote unquote, the lost missions as a season six, but they Mm -hmm. didn't really bring it to a satisfying conclusion. And uh, I will say, because a lot of people I've seen online are just like, and Disney ended it for absolutely no reason. They ended it for rights reasons. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's they wanted a Star Wars animated show they could entirely control so they could entirely get all the profit out of. That's where we got Rebels, but, you know, and, mm-hmm. and after it, it was canceled, basically, um, a lot of fans in, in the community were had a hashtag that was just hashtag save the clone wars or something similar to that. And mm-hmm. so before, uh, before comic con, there was, we knew there was a 10 year anniversary panel for the clone wars. And like, I had heard rumblings like the week before that this might be happening. And I'm like, no, nah, they would never bring it back. Like it, there's too many issues behind it, but lo and behold, I mean, they trailer comes through and they're bringing it back. It's not coming out for another year or so. Well, it's coming out as part of the Disney, Disney streaming, streaming service. service, which I was a little bit confused initially because, like, why would you announce this at Comic Con in 2018 and then just to release it next year? Because I thought like they would want to get this out right away. So I thought, okay, maybe they put this on Netflix or they put it on something. So there was a little bit of confusion from me there, um, but I, I, I very, very excited to see this happen because I think we're gonna. There's only this may lead to another season because they're doing twelve episodes. Um, I don't know how long they are. I if they were, I don't know, like forty minutes a piece. I think that you could get a lot done. But if you're gonna just do twenty minute episodes for twelve episodes, I I I don't think that you can tell the rest of the story effectively because there's just so much in that period that you can talk about. Well, granted, it's going up on a streaming service, so they won't be hampered by usual restrictions for show Mm -hmm. length. Yeah. So, we'll see. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, my sister was a big Clone Wars fan. Mm -hmm. She's an especially big Ahsoka fan. Oh, absolutely. And so, she was very excited to see this news. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, ten years years after it was cancelled, but like ten years from when it was started... And mm-hmm. I mean, how would 2012? So six, seven years after it was canceled, I, just revivals are in right now, and I'm I'm really really happy that we're gonna get this this kind of ending, uh, 
that we never got. And there are so many arcs that you could do. I, I think that you could adapt a couple of novels that they've done, um, or even some a couple of comic runs that would really be really, really cool to see in um, full animation. So yeah, there's a lot that they could do, and I'm really, really excited to see it. Mm-hmm. And Dave Filoni is running this again. Yeah. Which is, he is fantastic yeah he's also gonna be very very busy yeah I, and he has this and resistance i think there's another show too i that's well, there's the favreau show no, no 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 like another animated show like that's really i kind of get that sense that's not really inside information but like uh i, I definitely don't resistance doesn't feel like the natural continuation of rebels um after that show ended there it, it leaves on a pretty obvious uh cliffhanger um mm-hmm. and i think that the i thought the next series would be just the continuation of that well i think even feloni said that in whatever his next project was you would get the answer to like some of the questions about ezra i th- i dude I, i'm once again not inside information or anything but like i just i i have a i have I have a good feeling about this, as Han Solo uh, said in, so in you, Solo. You think they're, you think they're just gonna try to kill Dave Filoni by overworking him to death? A little bit, yeah. And <laughs> why not? You know, it's no, I've, we need him, Bill. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. Once again, he's kind of the heir apparent to like just George Lucas and kind of his vision uh, mm-hmm. for Star Wars. So anytime you can get him involved in any kind of Star Wars project, whether it's animation and maybe one day he's directing a, a live action movie, I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. David, Chris, any thoughts on Clone Wars returning? No, I'm excited for it. I just got nothing on what Bill said. I know who those characters are because I have played Disney Infinity, but I do not watch Clone Wars. Like I know you should. It's that, That's a weird play to know them. Yeah, I know, right? But yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar def- enough, but not enough. Definitely yeah. check it out if it, even like I, your your kids are probably the right age to, to start watching yeah. them. I mean, there's a, a sh- sit down and show it to them, see what they think, because it, there's it, it's definitely kind of like it's definitely a kids show, but it definitely has some adult kind of themes to it that you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, I can't Rebels recommend gets it. It's pretty serious towards yeah. the end. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I, I can't recommend it. Uh, enough so yeah go watch it yeah well check it out for a little episode 9 news just to wrap up the Star Wars bit here uh, they did release the cast for the (laughs) upcoming movie Um, Mark Hamill is still on there obviously as he's gonna be a a force not probably he he's coming back as a force ghost it's what what I was what what else would he come back as would he be yeah you can't got dead lol he could be in flashbacks. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, but I, I would assume Force goes. There's going to be kind of a training thing where Luke comes back and kind of like Obi-Wan in, in Episode 6. Or like right before the big kind of, mm-hmm. not battle, but you, you know. But um, I, I'm kind of surprised that they're using old footage for Carrie Fisher because... About a year ago, like, as soon as, not as soon, but, like, shortly after Carrie Fisher died, Kathleen Kennedy, uh, the head of Lucasfilm, was like, yeah, we're not, uh, gonna use CG, we're not gonna do 
recast. We're not going to do old footage. We're just, her story will end in episode eight. So I'm kind of surprised that they're, they're bringing, they're using this footage from, uh, yeah, seven. And, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not concerned because I obviously they wouldn't do it if they didn't have the right kind of story to, to do it. But it just, it's going to be weird seeing her because like, we, mm-hmm. we, we, we obviously know what happened to her in the real world. So, I mean, it's, it's like it wasn't eight. It's going to be very bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be weird. And then, of course, we have Billy D. Williams returning. Hello, what have we here? That's that's I'm, something that you could have at any point in any of the sequel movies, you could have brought him back. Uh, I think that he kind of, I. I think he could easily come in and have a big role in the resistance, not necessarily kind of what Leia's role is, but you could definitely kind of see him having a place in that because he's not obviously can't do a lot of running, can't do a lot of shooting <laughs> um, unless there's a there's a cane involved, which then he absolutely could um, or or a rolly chair. So uh, <laughs> yeah. well, Lee Cruz, just... Lee Cruz always thought that the the Benicio del Toro role could have been Lando, which I can see that. I mean, given that he helps them and then double crosses yeah, mm-hmm. them, that's not, I think, you know. I, don't, I think they didn't want him to, after helping be a hero towards the end of episode nine yeah, to yeah. suddenly turn on them again. Right. Yeah, I don't think that's in his character anymore, but I I, I think Ryan even Ryan Johnson thought about bringing him in in, in Canto Bite for, for something. Cause just because it was like a gambling city or planet or whatever, uh, but he couldn't really find a way to make it work. But I'm glad that they're bringing him in nine because I think that now that Luke's gone and then Carrie's gone and Han's no longer in it, you need that kind of connective tissue mm-hmm. to the original trilogy. And I think oh, everybody loves Lando for you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's... yeah. What about R two D two and C three PO Bill? God. Listen, listen. You're Anthony right. Daniels I'm sorry. Not important enough. Well, I mean, he he's important, but he's not Lando. So it's, but yeah, I think having someone like that who was a pivotal part of Return of the Jedi and the fall of the Empire uh, mm-hmm. is is going to be cool, and especially to see him go up against the First Order and uh, to go up against his semi kind of nephew because there's a canon novel called last shot where uh he calls uh a young ben solo uh runs into the room and screams uh as a kid uncle wanwo um so that's gonna be cool i'm i'm really excited to see (laughs) some uncle wanwo and kaiwo win action um so yeah we'll say um and this might be seen as too early but Rest in peace, Lando. You were a wonderful <laughs> addition to yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, that's a good Wars. point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't well say that. Him. You're right. <laughs> don't say that. It's Let's just say they have a bad track record of bringing yeah. in the original. You can't cast. kill right. everybody. You can't kill everybody. Unless... Can't you, Bill? No, can't you can't. You? you can't. If I you, mean, Game I... of Thrones gets away with it pretty well. But it's not <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Not Jeez. until those guys do their game of or do their Star Wars project, mm. game of Star Wars, game of <laughs> game of War Stars. Yeah, exactly. Oh, 
Any other final Star Wars thoughts? Um, Star Wars is pretty cool. I think I'm going to start a podcast about it. <laughs> you know, you know what goes well with you know what goes well with uh, Star Wars? The NBA. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if that's a if that's a veiled cheap shot uh, at at my podcast. Oh no, good I job. love your pod. I good, love your podcast. You. I, I just like you. making fun of you more. Just, it's hey, thanks, Dad. Just just <laughs> do me a favor and make sure you at least talk a little about the Denver Nuggets. I well, I'll, I will promise you this: we will talk almost exclusively about the Denver Nuggets, always, or maybe LeBron. We Jesus, LeBron to Denver Nuggets. It's big. We're gonna go through this next topic pretty quick because there's a solid chance. Half of you on this podcast don't care as much about it as me and David. Mm-hmm. Over 9,000! Dragon... <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. Dragon Ball Super had a Comic-Con panel. Uh, they have... Their series is done in the Japanese. Uh, the ja- the <laughs> Japanese run of the series. It is currently being dubbed into English still. But they are coming out with a movie set for January of next year, I think. Early next year. Uh, the movie is coming out in Japan in December, and the English dub's coming out in January. Okay. And it is set after Dragon Ball Super, so sorry to all you people waiting on the English dub. Cool. You're going to be a but little lost. You'll be a is little Frieza lost. Is Frieza in this one? Is Frieza yes, in this? He, he is actually. He is. Piccolo? Yes. Um Krillin? Probably. Probably not gonna Gohan? be a Piccolo, but Yes. Yeah. Cell? Are are we gonna keep no Cell no. Uh, probably not uh, Cell. But... Majin Boo? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. But, cool. Uh they revealed the villain. Trunks? As... Alright, we're gonna mute Bill now. <laughs> <laughs> they review they revealed the villain as Broly, the anime hulk to end all anime hulks. Yeah, but this is gonna be the first time Broly is canon, so he's gonna get the Toriyama reboot. Whereas opposed to I think Toriyama previously only helped in his design. Yeah. So this is gonna be actually a Toriyama character, and I know I know how you feel about Broly, and you don't really like him. I I think he's a very stupid character. <laughs> but I think I, I'm putting my trust into Toriyama and giving him the proper reboot. I, well, he did well with rebooting Broly as Kale in the anime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was almost a direct reboot of Broly and Kale as the timid when not transformed that he transforms to a Hulk. But the, <sighs> but the whole difference between what I saw in this uh, trailer compared to previous Broly's is he his base form is not a timid guy. His base form is a Saiyan. Sand by birth, and he's just like he's a fighter. He's he seems stoic and not like at all. Like, oh my god, I'm 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 this guy. No, I'm all. no. He seems like he is what he is throughout, no matter what form he is. So, to me, this gives me a little hope that they're gonna fix critical errors with Broly. Well, we shall see. It's I know Toriyama has released a statement, basically more or less saying 
part of the reason why they're doing this is because Broly's popular. Yeah, it is a cash grab, but I was really hoping for Yamoshi, but that didn't happen. So, but I'm I'm going to give Toriyama the the little thing and saying if you fix Broly, I will be happy with this. We'll see. And not be not be a Hulk because a baby cried next to you when you were a baby. <laughs> Oh, by the way, by the way, for you two that not, might not know Balroly, yeah, that is yes. his thing. Goku or Kakarot, they were Kakarot. born the same day, and Kakarot cried, so he hates Kakarot. Yeah, he he wants to kill the main character strictly because the you, main character as you, a baby cried and it annoyed baby. You know, Broly. He's, he's not mad at Vegeta because his dad stabbed him and left him for dead. No, no, no. He's mad at Kakarot for crying. Just watch the Team Four Star Broly yeah. movie. That it's it's perfect with what if, what's wrong with Broly and how if, funny it can be. If you want a better version of events, there's a yeah, there's Dragon Ball Z abridged which is a hilarious yeah. parody kind of of the series and it is it's wonderful it it really is and they know their stuff and they they are brilliant even if you are not a dragon ball fan you might enjoy it hell you it might get you into it wow mm-hmm. that that was a lot of words i, I, I yeah i have not had dragon ball soup but I will try it based on your recommendation. <laughs> Is that what you guys are talking about? That's... Glad many... you were with us, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't want to go on too deep a dive into like, but let's go into talking about who Yamoshi is and why he would be a good villain because I could just already feel like, oh no, we're losing, we're losing Tomlin and Bill. Yeah, now, so... If if you want to learn who Yamoshi is, there's a YouTube channel for Geekdom 101 who goes in pretty in deep with Yamoshi. Check him out and you're going to get filled in. So I think we'll try to real quick wrap up a couple other key things in Comic-Con. Uh, real quick, Sony had some Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse stuff. Mostly just casting. Nicolas Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Yeah. I'm okay Ooh. with that. Why not? I, I mean, love Spider-Man Noir. Nicolas Cage has a good not, voice. I mean, yeah, I mean he can I mean, pull that off. He might. I'll, I'll say this. I know I was extremely hesitant when I heard Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon and Vin Diesel as Groot. I later ate my words on that. So, I this mean, could easily surprise me. I'll tell you, having just heard him do Superman, it took me a second to place it. He has a very like world weary sounding voice when you just hear his voice. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'll buy it. Yeah. I you know, yeah. I like Nick Cage, but who could have who would have thought that Ben Diesel could say three words in a consistent basis? So that's good for him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh in the other casting voice casting news that I loved John Mulaney as yeah. Spider Ham. That yeah. is perfect. I love I, John Mulaney. I, that movie looks so cool. Like it, it looks good. After like you know, is, is Lord Miller the or the directors mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's Lord wow. Miller. What what a way to bounce back after Solo because that looks so like true to that like the comic book mm-hmm. kind of style, and it, you can do so many different things with with a universe like that. It's so cool. Oh yeah, definitely. And uh, apparently, it is 
like it has been reported, John Mulaney as Spider Ham is a scene stealer. Thank God, he is quite good. Uh-huh. God, yes, I'm so pumped about that. I know Tomlin. I know you are a big John Mulaney. Oh fan. yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm a big Spider Ham <laughs> fan. So, oh true. Yeah, I have Spider Ham number one. I have the first issue. Wow, yeah, that's nice. awesome. Now you need to go and get that signed by John Mulaney. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, right. that'd be awesome. Um, and Sony also showed a bit of Venom, which I'm gonna report... go see it. I'm gonna go see it. I don't care. You know, it... I'll probably go see it, even though it looks awful. I, I love Venom himself, so I'll now, probably hold... just see it out of respect for hold Venom. Hold on, you know this. If it goes well, maybe you know uh, Venom <laughs> shows up in a in a Spider-Man movie, like a real Spider-Man movie. They actually talked about that. The I... di- like someone asked the director about it. And apparently he went on this big tangent, and he said, like, well, I think fans would love to finally see these two come to, finally see Spider-Man and Venom on the screen together. And, like, some people were, like, because I saw commenters going, like, well, I mean, that's happened already. No, no, that that movie does not count. If it's Spider-Man 3 Venom, I'm going to be pissed. Are you suggesting My Chemical Romance Spider-Man was not your cup of tea? Uh, <laughs> wait dark haired pointing in the street inappropriately a woman spider-man isn't your thing that's cool no okay well i mean uh, that part was but the rest of it <laughs> yeah. david loved the 20 minute gap commercial in the middle of his spider-man movie. that lasted way too long but <laughs> that lasted forever they, but they could have taken that scene out and the probably movie would probably been like, maybe two times better, but not that much better. No, two times better is still not good for that movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I will say, and I didn't notice this, they released a new trailer a couple days ago for Venom. I didn't notice it in this, but one thing I heard from some people who were at Comic-Con in the panel was apparently it was a little hard to understand Tom Hardy, mm-hmm. especially when the mask was on. Why is it Which Tom is Hardy just apparently a thing Tom Hardy does now? Tom Hardy cannot win whenever he's wearing a mask or anything that distorts his face because mm-hmm. the, the reports. What do you mean, Bill Sheehy? Uh, you would uh, you think darkness is your ally? But anyway, <laughs> my symbiote is made of darkness. Uh. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, I'll, I'm gonna see it just because I'm curious. It looks like a train wreck, but you know, I can't. You can't look away from those either. So. I, I saw both Suicide Squad and Justice League in theaters. This mm-hmm. wouldn't be the first yep. train wreck I went yep. to go see. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and apparent, apparently, they they are already talking about how there are other symbiotes in there as well to potentially set up, I guess, the Venom universe. The Venomverse. Sony never learns. Just give it to Marvel. They know what they're doing. Good God, it's not that hard. Just... Every time Sony tries to start building a giant universe, their franchise crumbles. They're now doing that for movie number one. Yep. And there's already talk of spinning off other villain characters into their own movies. There was talk of Jared Leto as Morbius, the living vampire. Is he not that a, an sound, actual living I, you know, vampire? I sometimes call Jared Leto the living vampire. Just, just he, he is. He's time. truly. 
Yeah. Sony just is always going to be Sony. <laughs> Sony going to Sony. Sony going to Sony. So we've got a couple other things here. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, the second in the five-part series, at last I heard. I'm, I'm excited about this one. Mm-hmm. I, I've always loved... The, the main series, Harry Potter, has been always one of my favorite movies. Fantastic Beasts, not on Harry Potter level, but I still really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And the, the Crimes of Grindelwald seem to be going back towards more Harry Potter. Like, there, there's scenes where they're in Hogwarts where... You have Dumbledore in it, too. You, you have Q young Law. Dumbledore, and you, you're getting more into lore of the characters you knew and loved. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to mm-hmm. see this one. He this, looks great as Dumbledore, He too. does. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's... I didn't know if he could pull it off just because, like, it's it's such a iconic role now, and everybody knows who Dumbledore is, or, or Dumbledong, by who some people might know him as. Um, but... <laughs> I, I, I do love the referencing to the naming thing in uh-huh. our... Uh-huh. Recording Any, session, but that yeah, no that's one but us neither, yeah. neither here nor there. Right, so when we joined this podcast, Chris no, Tomlin no. came in as Double Dong. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, that, now that you've got joke, your explanation, but... anywhere uh, he looks great as Dumbledore, and I think that, at, like you said, David, it's it's kind of what I liked about Fantastic Beasts that it, it expanded on kind of like the magical world of Harry Potter and, like, brought in a different time. And but even now- brought in, like, what what's going on in the magical world in the United States, a different yeah. country. Yeah, exactly. I, that's what I loved about it, but, I mean, it just didn't, for me, it didn't hold up to the Harry Potter movie, but that's a tall order to hold you up to. Mm-hmm. I feel like because I love the Harry Potter movies so much that, like, uh, when I see these, I kind of watch them. And I saw the first one, I loved it, you know, but I, every time I, mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way about this trailer, I felt about the last trailer, whereas I watched it, and I was just like, Okay, sure. Yeah, you know, good for you. Let's do it. You know, like that's gonna. I'm not like bowled away by it, but I know I'll watch it and I'll enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I think I think that this is gonna be a critical financial success. It's it's just gonna be a good movie that people are gonna watch. There's of course gonna be those people that are like it's not as good as Harry Potter. No shit, just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> and it is continuing the trend of Dumbledore sending students to go and fight his battles for him. Hot Dumbledore. <laughs> Hot Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah, he he is hot. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and I do kind of like to see. I can I kind of do like to see Newt Scamander at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True. I will say a funny side note is they had Johnny Depp at, in character as Grindelwald at their panel, but it seemed like he didn't know any of his lines. God, he's and the worst. just. He really Apparently, no. The worst part that. about that whole WB uh like panel was like it was either before or after they had Amber Heard who was her like his ex wife yes. who like that, he like had some was, domestic like it was uh, right after yeah they were going from Harry from a uh, Fantastic Beast that's to not Aquaman. a good look what are you and doing so that he had to walk off stage past his ex wife who claimed she. I, was abused by not him. even cl- like dude yeah it, not a good situation completely tone deaf from wb yeah and it just nobody everybody's questioning why he's in this movie to begin with so why bringing him out is not the right move because in the first fantastic beast you had colin farrell and then at the end they revealed oh he's actually johnny depp and i think my reaction when that happened was just like 
but you had Colin. Yeah, Farrell. he was so good yeah. in that. Why, why yeah. would you do this? And even like there, I've, I've seen things online. There's just like, well, I got permanent polyjuice potion. Now I look like Colin Farrell forever. I, so I see what they have like they have like you got Colin Farrell replaced him with worse Colin Farrell. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh God, that's the caption under Johnny Depp from now on. Worse Colin. Worse Fer- Colin Farrell. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We also have Disenchantment, Matt Groening's new thing, coming to Netflix this month, August 17th. Uh, after have watching you... that trailer, I'm going to say, if you're a Futurama fan, I think you're going to like this. I have you ever seen don't... The Simpsons? <laughs> Wait, what? I've seen it once or twice. Uh, uh, is that, you've seen is this already. Is that the Family Guy ripoff? That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, man, I... Uh, I should get rid of my Twitter now that I said that. Kind of like King of the Hill, I think. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this, um, this does feel, I think, more Futurama esque yeah, than yeah, Simpsons. I mean, uh, if you like The Simpsons, you'll probably like it. But I mean, this is more directed towards the Futurama fandom that they had. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to trying to get them back for something. And as a, again, a person that absolutely loves Futurama, I am the, August seventeenth. I already have my day set. Cool. I'm going to be watching cool. Disenchantment. My wife's going to hate it. And I'm going to be like, shut up. I'm watching. And then she's going to turn on something else. I'm going to be like, oh. <laughs> David will start to watch Disenchantment see, on the 17th. See, when it comes to my wife, I'm a big talker. And then she goes, no, this didn't happen. Okay. You're right. Cool. Way cool. to stand firm there. Man, she's mean, though. I love her. <laughs> she's mean now. She, I love her. She's yes. mean. It, this is going to be very you know, mad at you. She you know, like this. people are gonna hear this. Right? <laughs> ah, she's not. She's not like Johnny Depp. She's not like a Johnny Depp to me. But <laughs> that's a Johnny pretty Depp. low bar. That's she's a very not, low bar. She's not right, she, she, do, she, do, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't beat me, and I have to see her on stage. No, but. She just she's just never been a fan of the Simpsons, Futurama type of shows, and so she she, she is not necessarily the biggest fan of nerd culture. Stuff. No, she's mm-hmm. she's not. She likes Harry Potter and she likes the Marvel universe, and I kind of got her into Star Wars. That is it, a good man. I like you. She she We're still likes the prequels more than the originals, but I mean it's it's a I start. Don't know. Hey, you know it's it's all about the high ground, and sand is rough and coarse, and it gets everywhere. And you know I I get uh-huh. it. I mean, it got all in his disembowled, uh, disemboweled limbs. I That's completely true, messed did. that up. <laughs> disembowled d- 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 I can't talk. Limbs disembowled. Words, words are hard. <laughs> I, I, I can't talk. Uh, and one last thing that got a lot of attention is Glass from M. Night Shyamalan. I liked it. Bless is, you. Yeah, it, looks like it is the sequel... To split, which means that was a great movie. I love the, that movie, mm-hmm. and it's the third movie in, uh-huh. I guess, the Unbreakable trilogy. Since it was revealed, Split was in that universe. I've got to see Unbreakable. I thought Split was amazing. Like I, I, I know Split was pulpy and you know thrillery, but I really don't see why uh, uh, McAvoy. Didn't get an Oscar nomination for that. I mean, he did a fantastic mm-hmm. job. I mean, yeah. And those just those little subtle changes that let you know he had just changed character were amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. in just kind of a 
okay movie. Let's be honest. He was great. Mm-hmm. And I think this looks like it's going to be unbreakable, fun. Unbreakable is a really interesting take on like a superhero story anyway. And this looks like it's going to be really interesting. I think there should be a third villain. Like, I don't, I don't, I feel like for some reason, I feel like, I feel like the numbers are weird. Like, it's just a hero and two villains. Like, I feel like they should be a third villain. Well, but it's like, it's one is a villain who's the thinker and one is more of a villain who's the muscle. Yeah, but you yeah. know, there's like the rule of threes. I feel like if you're going to have a, tr- well, if you're going to have a sinister cabal, it has to have more than two in it, you know? Well, you're, you're right. All the best superhero movies have three villains. We're going right back to Spider-Man 3. There you go. That's what the three stands for. <laughs> there was no way that adding a third villain to that made it even worse. That's even a good if point. he spent half the movie going, I like pie. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. You, you always need that third villain that likes pie. That's true. That's what I'm saying is lacking in this uh, series. <laughs> You're right. Listen, well, who knows? Maybe it, that'll David. turn out to be the. Maybe that will turn out to be the uh, therapist character who seems hey. to be trying to convince them that they don't actually have powers. And that just as she's talking under her breath, she'll just be like, mm, "Pie." You talk about the therapist from Split or the therapist from Unbreakable. The therapist well, shown in Paulson the trailer and, for Glass. Yeah, Sarah Paulson. Uh, and Sarah Paulson. She could be seen as a villain. From a certain point of view. <laughs> From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> well, then, you are lost. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Alright. So I think wrapping it up for our final thoughts, everyone try to say... Everyone, like, who would you say... What thing in Comic-Con, who do you think won Comic-Con, for you at least? Because it's always subjective. And for me, as anyone who's been listening could probably tell, Godzilla won for me. <laughs> I've watched that trailer almost every day since Comic-Con. <laughs> as I put in my notes, like you can see, I have winners for different reasons, but for personal reasons, I have to go with Fantastic Beasts. Okay. Uh, I I just think this is going to be better than Fantastic Beasts, but not quite Harry Potter. So I think it's just going to be a movie I'm just going to love. Okay. Because I'm I'm not a big kaiju guy, so although the trailer for Godzilla I thought was amazing, I I'm just not. I just I've seen plenty of Godzillas. I'm just not a huge Godzilla guy. I can understand. The biggest yeah. surprise for me was Shazam, but with DC's track record, I'm. I have my hopes up, but it's not too high. Yeah, so it, I just I, I kind of default to just Fantastic Beast. I'm okay. Gonna surprise like everybody and not put something Star Wars, but I'm gonna put. Uh, <gasps> I know, shocking gasp. Uh, I love the Shazam trailer. I really do think it's it's an entirely new property. Not a, a whole lot of people know uh, mm-hmm. kind of who he is. I mean, hardcore fans like us know who he is, but it's. Uh, they introduced him in such a fun and I think kind of relatable way. Um, so yeah, I, I really think Shazam did a great job of, of showing it their mm-hmm. true colors. And they didn't even really show their villain. Yeah. Cause... They showed, they showed, there was a perfect, 
it was a perfect view into the tone and kind of overall mm-hmm. vibe of the movie. And I think that's exactly mm-hmm. what you want to do for something uh, new and fresh like that. Do we know and who I the villain is? The, I, I think my the uh, villain is, I believe, Black Adam being no, it's, played by. No, no, no. He's it's uh, Mark Strong is the. Well, he's he, the scientist. Yeah, what's I don't think Black I don't think Black Adam's in this. I think he's got like a cameo what? at the end. Yeah, Black Adam's not in this. Uh, DC, you cast, but they're bringing they cast the wrong. He's coming. Don't worry. He's charismatic. He's actors. coming. Hey, he's coming. Yeah, in Suicide Squad two, supposedly. <laughs> oh God, because that's, they that cast one of the most. Yeah, uh, yeah. Rumor has it. That Black Adam was going to be in there. I was like, well, that'll be weird because he'll already have been in Shazam. And I don't think he's in Shazam. You, why would you go with the scientist? Shazam, as a character, has one good villain. Oh, DC. We'll see. But yeah, Shazam won Comic Con. But you know, but Marvel actually really won because I want to see what's next after Infinity War, and mm-hmm. that's all that really matters. And Chris, who do you think won? Uh, I first of all, I want to say, Bill, you just said something very telling that you think Marvel won. I think you might be right because DC, like everybody, <laughs> like everybody watched all that stuff and thought, I wish Marvel had something here, right? Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so Infinity War <laughs> three yeah, or whatever exactly. two. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go. I'm with you, I'm with you, Daniel. I, I, I um, Godzilla excited me most. Um, I got a real kick out of that trailer and it, I thought it looked really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I'm uh, I'm all in on that for sure. Very cool. I will say a funny thing since you mentioned the Marvel thing. Apparently, at a lot of the Q and A stuff, people were asking actors who were in either Captain Marvel or uh, the next Avengers movie questions about Marvel mm-hmm. stuff. So even though they weren't there, their they presence still, yeah. was still kind of felt. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Because, like, I think I heard even in, like, the panel about Glass, like, people were asking Samuel L. Jackson about Captain Marvel. I think that's going to probably do it for us for our Comic-Con wrap-up. Uh, David, do you have anything to plug? I guess I'll just try to plug my Twitter again and the at the David Hood. Give him a follow. At the David Hood. And uh, Tomlin, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, you can, um, watch Hey Kentucky. That'd be something mm-hmm. you could do. Uh, Wait, hold on. Is that Emmy-nominated, <laughs> Emmy Chris Tomlin? <laughs> hey Kentucky, <laughs> so that's on nightly. And, uh, yeah, um, Lee Cruz and I have a podcast called The Funk House of Situation, uh, which kind of, you know, it's kind of like a, a sister podcast to this. Um, we talk a little <laughs> more mainstreamy pop, pop culture, but it's all movies and tangents and, 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 uh, culture-related arguments and discussions as well. So check that out on uh, iTunes. Mm -hmm. And Bill... You, I I think you might have something to play. I've got a couple. We don't need them. (laughs) First and foremost, go uh, over to Twitter and follow my new podcast called Skywalking Through the League. It's at SkywalkingTL. We talk Star Wars and we try to mix in a little basketball too. It's a Two things that uh, I love and two things that I love talking about with one of my friends that uh, I met at Star Wars Newsnet. And we just talk about Star Wars and basketball in a fun and entertaining way. And uh, latest episode is up 
and it's all about all the episode 9 casting news and we give our our Star Wars starting 5 so that's who we would who we would play in a basketball game. So check it out on iTunes, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Star Wars Bill. Uh, thank you for having me again, guys. I always love coming on. Well, thank you very much for being here, Bill. Now, did you pick Jar Jar because he's got some jumps? He, I, I actually did not. It was <laughs> General <laughs> Grievous was my my center for this. So it's okay. Uh, that's yeah. that's a good choice. You he just pull out cardio, the cardio, du- though, doesn't he? <laughs> no, he's yeah, he's you know pretty lean. True. He's he's always coughing that's though. That's what I meant. Yeah. Well, he's f- I, mean, I mean he's good. I mean, you always gotta be worried hold on, hold on, about well, injuries. There's, what, there's what, the point vi- of, what point of the Star Wars are we talking about? If we're talking about before his chest got crushed, he's probably amazing. Well, the, the, we're talking about the visual of him being in the middle of uh, of the paint, and then he goes from two hands to four hands, and just like. <laughs> Just puts him straight up. So that's I was more intimidation than I wasn't even thinking about the coughing. But we'll see. I'm gonna give a little endorsement. I've listened to those episodes. They are fun, and you guys should watch them. Thank you. That's so you, sweet. Yeah, you should be sure to watch them. Watch Stare them. At yes. Your phone as the podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. If, if you listen uh, to them, you're stupid. You watch podcasts yeah. now. <laughs> I have listened. I've listened to them as well. They are quite good. Oh, you quite all, good. No. <laughs> That's high praise. That's how I talk, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Busting your balls. They are. They know a lot more about basketball than I do. So all that's saying all something. People that's saying who, something. All the people who seem to want to try to talk about sports stuff with me, and I don't know. Maybe that would be a better one. <laughs> but you should. You should like listen to. Uh, Listen to both. <laughs> both Nerds for Normal People and Skywalking through, through the, the league. league. And thank you guys for uh, for supporting it and for really helping us get through the initial push. It's, it really means a lot to both me and Trey, and uh, I can't thank you all enough. Oh, happy to help. And I am at Daniel Dunstan on Twitter. Uh, I'll throw in another plug for Hey Kentucky. It's a TV show we work on. If you have any suggestions of what you guys want us to talk about, just tweet one of us, preferably Daniel, because he's the one that comes up with the scripts. <laughs> yeah, uh, I am always open, because normally we can find topics easily, but there are times where it has been difficult, and you're pulling stretches sometimes. Uh, if you ever have any suggestions or anything you want us to try to talk about, feel free to send them my way. I'm always happy to see them. And if you send them my way, I'll probably give you my opinion, then I'll be like, I should have saved that for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Dang. Alright. Well, thank you all for joining us, and as always, see you, nerds.